shit on me Hey everyone, this is Anthony with Interviews at Everyday People. Um, here, uh, going nuts because of this whole COVID nineteen. This won't air till a little bit later, but uh, been grinding, doing a lot, a lot of interviews, like two or three in one day at some point in time. So everything's blending together. The the, the this this soundboard is getting a lot of work today. Um, on the phone, I have someone who's already booked for their second appearance, and then uh, we didn't even talk about the first one. <laughs> so uh, on the phone is going to be Amanda, Amanda Megan. Um, that's that's her booking name. You can find her on Facebook under that. Uh, we're going to talk about you know she's part of a, a local movie. She does some modeling, and then we'll maybe get into a little bit of personal stuff. Um, but yeah, Amanda, you want to give us a little bit of a little a, a hey and maybe a little a quick uh, intro, kind of dive into that a little more. Yeah, hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Amanda Megan on Facebook. Um, let's see my intro. I recently starred in a local movie, local to the Schuylkill County area, called Samhain. When you look at it, it actually looks like it's pronounced Samhain, but it's not. <laughs> um, I'll let Tony kind of take over, and we can uh, talk more about that. Yeah, I seen. Uh, I seen when you guys were on PA Live. Um, I, I'm not assuming your 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 person your uh your attitude at that point in time when that when the girl kept making jokes about the title you she just kept shooting her to look like can you just not do that <laughs> that's what it looked like to me anyway. <laughs> um, and uh, she was actually a really cool host, but I was like so nervous about it. And then she had asked, "Well, what is Sam Haynes?" So I forget exactly what she said at this point. And I was like trying to give her a little bit of a background on like the actual like holiday and I was so nervous I was like stumbling over all my words and we had Scotty was there on the TV with me and we had Carl one of our associate producers there too and while we were driving up to do the interview Carl was kind of like making us all practice (laughs) so we made Scotty do more of the practicing because we figured she would ask him more questions and he was more nervous than I was oh he's freaking out I can can see it when I was stumbling over all of he was when I was stumbling over all the words. I looked at Carl and I was like, I just need to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> when well, here I'll give you a quick rundown of what happened to me at P Live, and you could you could maybe we'll bounce this off each other to start. So when I first get there, uh, I'm going for promoting Scoopstock. So I get there with uh, with Chris Bishop, who's the lead guitarist of Crowbot of the band, who's going to be headlining it. Um, so he's done mm-hmm. countless countless interviews with tvs and local radio stations and local tv anchors when their when their bands go to towns and you know different rate uh, rock magazines and everything so he's seasoned he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but when we get there the uh <laughs> the guy we walk in now i i dress i didn't dress anything differently than i normally do i wear like a, a t-shirt a flannel shirt a pair of like rippy like kind of like i guess disheveled jeans we'll say and uh and a pair of sneakers and B- bishop were like 
tiny little short shorts, high gym socks, pair of sneakers, a t-shirt, and, and like we both like and, a, and like a trucker hat. Um, he definitely fits the role of a rock star. So we walk in, and these two dudes are in suits in the on the on the couches, and they're doing. Um, <laughs> like recordings to air like in different segments and it's all about like people and their financing and their stock reports and we're sitting there and they're like and they're like hey, well, all right this is a guy and he's like he's your financial advisor you can contact him at this and they keep saying the same six lines over and over and over again and he's like here's a question here from uh diane from wilkes bear um i'm looking at my 401k and i'm i'm about six months away from retiring and i want to get those numbers up to another maybe million how do i do that and, I, and me and bishop just look at each other like can someone give us a dollar? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm like <laughs> and then I, then we started doing our own questions in. Like, hi, I'm Tony Blackwell. I uh, work at a local place here in Schuylkill County. Um, I live paycheck to paycheck and have nothing in my savings account, and I'm 32 years old. How do I fix that? <laughs> and then like they hear us like kind of. <laughs> I'm currently living in my parents' living room. What yeah. advice do you have for me right now? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and we're like making all these like funny. Like we're kind of making like and uh. So they cut away and they're like, hey, guys. And the guy just kind of looks at us. And he, I don't know if he was there when you were there. The guy who looks like Mel Gibson. Was was that dude there when you, mm. were, you guys were there? I don't know his name. No, he, we had. we. No, we didn't have a Mel Gibson lookalike. We had a younger kind of scruffy looking dude. And we had um, an older I'd say probably about our age, maybe, but he was like Tanner and he had glasses. And then oh. Haley was our yeah, Haley, person thing. Haley was off for our day, but the other, the Mel Gibson dude um, literally looked like he, he gave it a run in the soap operas and then became PA Lives guy. <laughs> um, I mean, he was cool, but you could definitely tell he was not about us. So he's like, Are you guys here for the Skookstock thing? And we're like, Yeah. And then Bishop goes, Man, I feel like we underdressed. Like, just kind of break the ice. And he looked us dead in our eyes and goes, well, you knew you were going to be on TV. And then he goes in his earpiece and goes, yeah, can we get her out here to do this uh, this interview? <laughs> like, he literally just passed on us. <laughs> right? So we start laughing because um, that's, I guess, the best thing to do in that situation is just to laugh. Um, so then they had this other girl come out who looked like um, the girl, the, the nerdy girl from Modern Family. Really I've cool. never seen Modern yeah. Family. Oh, so she looks like the the youngest daughter from that show, but growing up, um, and she was super super cool. So the first question, she's like, "What's Skookstock?" And I kind of go through it, and uh, I guess Bishop just us being like, we are sort of like Jimi Hendrix is uh, gonna be there, and she's like, "That is so cool." And then I guess she realized halfway in, she's like, "Oh, they're fucking with me. Jimi Hendrix is dead." But she, then she's like. How is that going to happen? You know what? Don't tell me. And I just looked at it and went, necromancy. And I, I, I think they cut that section out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They, so, yeah, we were just kind of – we had a good time. It was really fun. But um, it, 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 you could, I could definitely see how it how it can be uh, very nervous. And they get you on – you sit there for like an hour or two. They get you on the couch and you're out within 15, 20 minutes. Like it goes so quick. You're like, yeah, so I really want to – and, yeah, right, and that's was, our, and really that's our time. <laughs> They're like oh, – Okay, see you later. And they're like, "All right, now get the fuck out." <laughs> Unless you're there not cooking food yeah. or playing music, you're you're in and out. Yeah, it went by really fast. There was a lady doing some kind of green eggs and ham special because I think the day we were on was actually Dr. Seuss's birthday, or it was like that week. Yeah. Um, and we were there like, oh my god, almost an hour early. So we just kind of like sat there and hung out. 
And the production guys were like trying to talk to us and we were like, we didn't want to like talk to them and like interrupt their segments and stuff. So we're like trying to like be polite and yeah, like, whisper not in talk it. to them. Yeah. Like, we're like, what is that proper etiquette right now? <laughs> <laughs> they put the microphone on me and I was going, and they're like, can we get a quick test? And I was like, Alan L. Brown Cow, Alan L. Brown Cow. And they're like, yeah, re- <laughs> real original, dude, real original. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. I've never experienced this. Let me let me alone. I'm having a good time here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a let me enjoy my moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun experience. Um, I'm glad you guys got to do it. It's P Live definitely does their best to try to help promote stuff and put it over. Um, and they're one of the few in the area that actually give people some love when it comes to that. So I'm I'm glad you guys got a chance to do it and uh, and get it out of your belt. But it's it's definitely an interesting experience. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I feel like I would definitely like to do it again. And I think, you know, round two, I'm going to be a lot more, I don't know, better at yeah. speaking, hopefully. <laughs> Apparently not right now, but. <laughs> be like, ah, I need another take. We're live. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so um, how how was production? I, I don't want to get go too, too, too much in the movie because I guess you are coming back on with uh, – with Brett, I guess later on in the line, I gotta look at my book again. I got I got like five interviews when it comes uh, to this movie. Um, I think yours is in August. Yeah, we're gonna be back with you. Or, some, or no, June. Let me look real quick. Let me. <laughs> oh, it's June now. Hold I thought on. it was no, September. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I think it might be September. Let me look. It is September fifth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so th- this this little movie will kind of give a quick rundown. Uh, I'll let you, okay. well, I'll let you give it a quick rundown. This is something that um, I I was very fortunate to be part of the I guess first run, the first go around, and uh, and I I I, I kind of told Scott I was like, "This man, I think you got something good going on here. I think you made good changes. It's just unfortunate that everything's falling apart. Um, but don't definitely don't give up on it. I think you have the I I kind of even said to him like you have the good you have good people with you in your corner when it comes to this 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 and this, and you should definitely roll with it." And uh, he picked up the pieces and definitely went for it the second time and had and, and put put you more on board, which I thought was a good idea, and, and a few other people. Um, so it actually got done, which I was like, there you go. We're, we're, we're cooking now. Um, so give us a quick idea or a quick rundown of what this mm-hmm. movie is kind of about. So the movie itself is about um, a, a gentleman who escapes from a mental institution, insane asylum, whatever you want to call it. Um, he suffers from a couple of different disorders, and his main goal is to find his estranged family and basically take them out, get rid of them, you know, like mess up their whole entire lives. And um, the daughter runs into the daughter, Sammy, that's the role I played. She runs into a group of about four nerds, and they. Oh, I think we lost you. Are you there? And then they realized. I'm here. Did I cut out? Yeah, you cut out for a second. You said you. Uh, the last thing we heard is you. They ran into a group of nerds, and then it kind of went out for a second. Oh, um. So Sammy runs into this group of nerds, and the nerds basically try to save her, but they're a lot closer to death than they realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, the this the selection of people. I I, I would not want to be around in a situation like that. Uh, <laughs> those nerds <laughs> in even real life. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Scotty's the biggest <laughs> chicken shit ever in my life. If if there was a noise in the woods, Scotty would be first one to be to be in his car and hold before we even find out the noise where the noise came from. Um, so can I tell you a story? He's gonna sure. be so mad when I tell you this, but I'm telling you anyway. Yeah, go ahead. So one day we were filming and we had a little bit of a break.
break in between filming. Like we did a morning take and then we took a couple hours so everybody could go get lunch, kind of refresh and nap in their cars, do whatever they needed to do. So we had some free time. So a group of us went down into the woods in Frackville because I have never seen um, the Frankie's Cave area. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, what's, so the other guy, the other Scott Yags. Yags was saying it was right behind his house. So he took us on kind of like a little tour and we climbed up on some of this stuff. And I did not know that Scotty was afraid of heights. He is terrified of heights. <laughs> so it was an interesting experience. Everybody came back. Everybody was in one piece. We all survived. But it's just it was a, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. So so um, it's funny you tell that story because <clears throat> immediately after that, Scotty dropped off my T-shirt. Um, and, 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 and gave me a woman's large with a real deep V cut. And I was like, Scotty, I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And now Scotty comes to my house and his, his knees are still uh, clinking together like a, like a Disney animated cartoon character. He's as white as a ghost. I still thought it was the makeup he was wearing, but it, it, no, it was, it was pure fear. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's supposed to, I, I like, he been to my house three times and every single time he comes, he needs the address again. And then not like, you think you turn the block and be like, Oh, I know where I have to go because I've been here four times. He parks a block and a half away and then walks up the street. I'm like, get in your car and move it closer to my house, you weirdo. Like, what are you doing, Scotty? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, sorry, man. I'm really out of it. I uh, I almost died today. And I went, okay, how? And then he's like, he's I so was. so dramatic. Yeah, oh, Scotty is overplaying it. And he's like, I was on this thing, and it was so high, and I was freaking out, and I was crying. <laughs> he's just going on and on. I'm like, so where's the part you almost died? Just being up there, bro. I was like, that's not near death. That's just you You shit the bed. When, <laughs> when you, and I'm like, how high were you? And he goes, honestly, bro, like four or five feet or something like that. I was like. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. far at all. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> That wouldn't even cause a bruise. And then he's like, bro, I got scratched on the way in. Like a tree scratched me. I got to go home and put some triple antibiotic on it. Hopefully I don't lose my leg. I was like, bro, you you are like, like if I'm like, it's a tiniest. I think you'll be okay. I don't know. I should probably get it checked out. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, you're, we're just two different humans <laughs> in that aspect. <laughs> he was like, yeah. That's for sure. He's like, I bumped my finger. Um, my finger's really swollen. I'm like, let me look at him. Like, it's not swollen. Like, you know, just that's kind of the Scotty. He's he's a he's a he's a treasure mm-hmm. to be around. He's really funny. But yeah, he he came to my house immediately after that or, yeah. or, or ordeal and told me this that he was like a death-defying trapeze artist. If if you would have listened to him, he was like a thousand feet in the air, <laughs> and he slipped and hung on to the side for everything he had, then chin upped himself up, and yeah, it was completely over over uh, played up. And I, <laughs> and you telling that story kind of puts the pieces <laughs> together and makes it even funnier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, it was it was a team building exercise. Let's just go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how long how long did it take um to to do full shooting and get everything uh get everything done? Um well like you had mentioned Scotty had kind of like put it together actually a couple of years ago as a web series first mm-hmm. and we had some really great people that wanted to be on board with it, but we had a lot of issues, a lot of scheduling conflict, a lot of people with really great ideas. Location backups. Um, and, you know, too many chiefs, not enough in the end. Yeah, that was another issue. <laughs> so Scotty had kind of like put it on pause and he was talking about, you know, just not doing it, starting over. And he had actually talked about... Um, doing some kind of like a romantic comedy or like an action or something instead to kind of like at least get the foot in the door. And I was like, 
it was just kind of like my intuition. I was like, no, you know what? Something is telling me that we need to do this, but we need to like amp it up and kind of redo it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we wrote the, he rewrote the scripts into a feature length film. I guess it's a feature length. I don't know the exact little details, but it's yeah. a, a full length movie. Um, so we rewrote it. Um, he got me on board a lot more involved. Um, we got a couple other people a lot more involved. Um, it wasn't the original people we started with. So we were kind of able to like really play off of that and play off of each other's different strengths, different personalities. And it worked, it worked out a lot better in the long run. Not that we don't love the people that wanted to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just bad timing or busy, busy schedules, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think pre-production was probably, from the time he started to rewrite the script, I want to say about a year to a year and a half. Um, casting didn't take too long because we had people that were already kind of like expressing interest. But we did do an audition day so we could meet everybody and see how they really are, um, like under pressure or like reading from a script, what have you. And then actually filming, it took us about another I want to say altogether, it probably took about two to three years to finish everything, but the filming portion of it, we did extremely quickly. We only did like three to four months worth of filming. So <clears throat> that's probably one of our, that was probably one of our biggest challenges because everybody had different schedules. We have full-time jobs. I came from an hour away to do um, the filming. Uh, so there were times when it was like really stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that group chat was very interesting at points and times. I was like, "Oh boy, that uh, that doesn't look like it's a good time." <laughs> like, I think I think the one I, I don't want to I, I probably shouldn't say just in case, but like, we'll just I'll kind of hint around. You can kind of, but like where uh, the bathroom was not useful, like you couldn't use the bathroom, so people had to go like if they had to use the bathroom, they had to like go into a bush or go out somewhere else. I was like, "Oh my Jesus!" Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh oh my God." Um, but that that's all the stuff that when you go back and, and you think about the movie, you're like, man, the, your first time is definitely not a uh, glitz and glam as you think. But uh, I'm really, really I'm really, really happy that you guys stuck with it. And uh, um, it, it, it like it's one thing to 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 be about something and say you want to do something. and It's another to, to really buckle down and do it. And, and you may have people out there who say, oh, well, why would these fucking people do this? It's silly. It's just uh, but listen, man, it's it's. It, it's something you guys wanted to do and you fought for it and you, you put the time in, you put the work in, you put the money into the equipment you got what you needed to do and, and you did it. You know what I mean? It's, it's one thing to sit there and be about something. It's another thing to get it done and you guys got it done, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to see the final product and, uh, and, uh, and go from there. Um, now the, the, the premiere was supposed to happen long and long and gone already, but, uh, due to the to COVID-19 that has been, uh, put on hold. Oh, that's tearing up everybody's life right now. <laughs> yeah. That day was going to be a nightmare for me. So I'm kind of happy in one aspect that it, it didn't go down the way it went down because uh, I was actually supposed to go to like a podcast festival in, in uh, Bethlehem in the morning and then shoot straight from there to the uh, the premiere. I was going to be a mm-hmm. mess. I would have been drained. So, but yeah. Oh, I was having the same issue. I was scheduled to be in Cincinnati that week. I would have had to fly back in at 8 a.m. ish sometimes that morning and then make my way to the premiere for like the 5 or 6 o'clock, whatever, at night. And the Cincinnati trip was a lot of like business and a lot of, well, I mean, obviously there was going to be some partying too. Like I had like six Red Bulls ready to go for that (laughs) day. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, is that with the Cincinnati trip, is that like your personal job or what, what what was that trip? 
Uh, the Cincinnati trip was for my pure romance business. I am a pure romance consultant, and um, what some of their incentives are like. Um, I dropped my phone. <clears throat> Sorry, <That's okay. laughs> I dropped my phone. <laughs> um, so some of the incentives are like trips or like corporate trainings. The corporate office does a really good job of taking care of us and making sure we have everything that we need to um, take care of our clients. Now, doing those parties, do you have any interesting or funny stories that you've encountered doing that stuff? Like, I'm sure you put you get a bunch of uh, girls in a room and, and have toys and stuff. I'm sure it can get uh, fun or interesting, we'll say. They're always fun. They're always interesting. Um, I don't have any, like, super crazy stories off the top of my head. Um, like, nothing, nothing has really been, like, off the wall for me. Uh, my clients have all been, my hostesses have all been very respectful, very fun, very, like, professional. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest party I did was actually at, um, in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, for a really good friend of mine. And we had, like, 16 people there. We rented out, like, the area above a bar. And it was just, it was a really good time. The pre, uh, pre-apocalypse, of course. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, there was a question I had there. I just completely uh, lost my track. Oh boy, um, yeah. I was gonna say definitely booze being involved would be a great time. Um, are they only like so when you book these parties? Are they normally only the girls in the room, or do they ever have like is it like a couples thing? Like how does this? What are some of the the things you can do when you book one of these parties? So when I do a party, I only do um, I only do them with women. A lot of my clients have actually been in abusive relationships or they've been sexually assaulted or they're just like really embarrassed to talk about their sex lives. Yeah. Um, generally speaking in society, women are kind of looked at like, no, you can't talk about that. What's wrong with you? You're a slut. If you talk about that, I think it's bullshit too. I'm not, I don't like that. double standard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I make it a point to make sure that my girls are all able to be like, no, this is what I'm into. This is what I like. This is stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, I want a safe space for them to really talk about what's going on in their lives and what questions they have. A lot of them, like, don't even talk to their gynecologist. They're like, I don't want to ask them this because, like, they're in the medical field and I didn't want an answer that I didn't understand and so on and so forth. So, um, but we do have some men that'll, like, message us and they'll be like, hey, I wanted to buy my girlfriend this or I wanted to get some laundry for my wife or Mother's Day's coming up you have in your bath and beauty line that's on sale so we do work with men i just i don't party with men um and our, our corporate offices prefer that we don't do that either and i think if i were to like really immature. look into the laws <laughs> i think pennsylvania would be like i think pennsylvania is like well it's soliciting so now you're on megan's law and i'm not trying to do any of that <laughs> wow yeah that's that's insane how like stuff like that is and I, I i you know i didn't even think of that aspect of of you know the double standards of it and it is it is it is stupid and kind of um dumb that, that 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 is a thing where if a girl is open or talks about it or is openly into that or and anything like that or just open with her sexuality she's considered less of a woman or she's considered yeah you were saying a slut or a floozy and i, I just think that's a stupid double standard because um, if a guy goes out and does what he does, he's like, you're the man, bro. But if a girl does like, what a hoe, I like, that's stupid to me. I don't know. I never got into it. I, I never <laughs> bought into that, uh, that stupid double standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so people can contact you uh, via Facebook or how do, how do they book you if they wanted to, uh, put a party together? Uh, most of my clients do contact me through Facebook. 
Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, and then I do have a website. If you go to pureromance.com slash Amanda Sawyer, um, you can also book a party with me that way. Um, the only issue is that Sawyer is spelled kind of stupid. It's S-A-W-A-Y-E-R. It's still pronounced like Tom Sawyer, though. Okay. Uh, today's Tom Sawyer and Mean Mean Eyes or something. I don't remember the lyrics. I'm not even going to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, uh, once this is over, what? Just send, send, <laughs> I don't even know that song. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's a rough song. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good drum solo in it. Um, but yeah, just send me all the links. And if you guys are interested in, in booking your pro, 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 pro romance, I think I almost said pure romance, um, you could be a pro romancer when you have a pure romance party. A new tagline. You could have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can uh, you can you can see the links below, and we'll get you we'll get you in touch so you can uh, you can get your toys and your lingerie. I didn't even know you guys did lingerie. It's so is it like a mobile mm-hmm. Ashley Madison store for the most part? Like, I don't know what Ashley Madison is, Ash- but when I Ash- do a party, I have products with me. Yeah, Ashley Madison is kind of like a, uh, and the only reason I know this is because I, I think because I I think we've use it it's like a online adult store i guess you could say where you could buy toys lubes massage oils lingerie movies you name oh, it it's okay. all, yeah it's, yeah kind of it's more when of a I... discreet way of doing it so it's, instead of pulling into a parking lot and being like oh, i don't want to go in that door because <laughs> i'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> well so yeah when i do a party i have product with me so the girls there if i have it in stock they leave with it that day and it's funny that you say that because a lot of the girls that shop with me they'll say i don't like going into those kind of stores because there's always some like creepy man that like tries to follow and follow me to my car or like the sales associates were like really weird and smelled like pot or <laughs> it's always a fun story yeah we me and my wife went into one um i think it was like in the wilkes-barre scranton area and we walked in and uh I'm, I'm not trying to brag for my wife my wife's a very pretty woman um she she doesn't realize she's way too pretty for me so she hasn't figured that out yet in 13 years so uh good on me uh but we walked into the store and <laughs> i were, won't tell her don't worry <laughs> yeah <laughs> i say it all the time she she definitely knows my humor it's been since so long um but yeah so we walk into the store and um she this dude is just like double like it looks like he's at like a yard sale you know when like people are yard sale and they have their arms just overflowed with i like overflowing with items and they're like just waiting to like they're still perusing around this guy had that many movies mm-hmm. and stuff i'm not judging do what you gotta do boo boo but uh he he was he had a he had a he had an allotment and uh, we walked in and he, he like every place you walk in like bing or that ding dong like so people the person on the counter knows someone comes in or goes and uh, the guy looks over the door and he snaps over and sees at the time you know it's probably like 10 12 years ago so like we were pretty into our relationship maybe a year or two so we're, we're younger and uh, he looks over and just goes <sighs> like audibly loud in the store like <sighs> like he was upset that she walked in the door like because i guess he like was embarrassed or like didn't want a woman in there and literally just dropped all his movies on the, on this one like pile (laughs) and walked out, just left. So then my, my humor was like, I want to see what kind of movies this guy was going to buy. So I go over and start looking through his (laughs) file that he dumped and uh, he had an awesome selection. Uh, some pregnant stuff. This is and like you, uh, I'm right, I'm incriminating myself. But like when you go on websites now and you're looking for a, a, a movie or a, a scene, I don't know why step family members are cool. I, it's weird to me. I'm not into that. Like like I like all right, we're putting this on mute because I can't 
hear the dialogue of that story. Um, that's weird to me. But he, this is before, like, way before that. That was all his stuff. It was all like stepdad, stepdaughter, and I was like, and pregnant porn. I was like, whew, you are in a, you are in a, an interesting space, my man. I'm not king shaming, but that's a, that's an interesting selection of, uh, <laughs> interesting selection of movies. But yeah, he was, he was very angry. It happened to us twice in two different places where we walked in and like people were like, are you kidding me, bro? You brought your girl in here and they just leave. Like they get upset when a, sometimes when a girl walks in too, mm-hmm. and they're like, they get like embarrassed and they like hide in the corner. Yeah, exactly. And, Don't look at my movies. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So, so Don't look at my purchases. These are my purchases. <laughs> so one of the things is that you can you can do one of these parties and you have that discreet not for dudes no dudes allowed um but you can you can can you can is like a you said people can contact you and there's like an online thing they can do as well too right like can someone see like your category and just Mm -hmm. order it virtually yes absolutely they can um you can look on the website or i could send kind of like a like an online magazine um, right now, since this uh, whole uh, coronavirus stuff, we're only doing virtual parties. So, but I'm keeping it the same, um, just women, 18 and older, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can actually see everything all online, and then I tell everybody if you have any questions, comments, concerns, call me, text me, whatever. Let me know. Part of my job is to make sure that you're getting all your questions, and that like you're not buying something for the wrong purposes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I do remember what I was going to say now. Um, do you see the new prank that's going around where um, they're they're taking all of the hand sanitizer out of containers and filling it with lube? So when people are using, like, no, oh, I have not seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that the new prank going around where people well, they they uh, they they fill hand sanitizers with lube and then they put a camera on it. So when someone goes, oh over, God, no, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really funny because then they go to rub it in. They're like, why the fuck is it not going away? And then they're like, I'm so slippery. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, <laughs> so that, that's a prank you guys can take at home. So, you guys can fill up hand sanitizers with lube. There we go. Yeah. You're giving me all kinds of ideas. <laughs> My dad actually brought home a hand sanitizer the other day. And it, I think it's the stuff that they're doing at the distilleries now. Like, yeah, props yeah. to all the distilleries and all the, like, local businesses that are like, all right, let me help out the community. But this stuff, it was so potent. Like, he, he was afraid to try it. So he had me open it and smell it. And let me just tell you, it smells like all of my college regrets. I was like, I can't do this. You need to take this back. <laughs> you rub it in your skin and like, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so what it smelled like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I, one of the key ones I know that we're doing it was uh, tattered flag up in the Harrisburg area. Was uh, was doing that they were because they couldn't make a lot of their stuff at the time, so they were they kind of took a break and they kind of made some hand sanitizer for people. So that's I like that stuff. Um, and then people, I guess, doing like the the I call them the Etsy masks where people were cutting up shirts and stuff. Um, I, I got a lot of proposals because mm-hmm, yeah. I have my, my my wife always yells at me for having too many T-shirts. My my collection has uh, has gotten way out of control. And people are like, oh, Heidi, you can take some of Tony's shirts and make them into masks and we could probably uh, help out the entire country. And I was like, I'm sorry, country. You're not taking my shirts. It's all there is to it. They're not getting turned into masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, if T-shirts ever became a popu- uh, uh, currency in the uh, apocalypse, like bottle caps and fallout, uh, I would be a very rich man. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're all set. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now uh, another thing you're kinda, you, you, you do on the side is uh, you, you do a little bit of modeling. Yes, that's correct. How did you how did you get dive into that or get into that uh, that 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 uh, hobby? I don't want I don't want to misterm it. <clears throat> hobby passion 
um, activity. I don't, I don't know how to. Kind it's of a little, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm definitely passionate about it. Um, and the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because like you see how like all the Victoria's Secrets and all the like catalogs and magazines are all like real skinny little tiny people. And like, I feel like there's a lot of body shame that's happening. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do a photo shoot, like my, I'm very vocal with my photographers and they're all amazing to work with. Um, like we don't over edit my stuff like at all because I want people to see like, this is a real person. These are my real cellulite marks. Like this is my real too toothy of a smile, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I can do this and I can feel this good about it, so can you like sexy is a feeling, not a size. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, um, yeah, have you now when you do that, is it more or less you do them in there? It's more like online and you kind of post them for personal use. Have you have you been featured in magazines? Have you done anything in, in that? That that I, see, I don't know the spectrum of when it comes to modeling. Oh, there's there's so much that I can go into it. Um, I uh, most of mine I just post online for like my personal use. Um, a lot of it right now is like for networking. I've only been doing it for like a little over a, a year, like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been in a magazine. Some of my photos were in a magazine called Nightmares and Dreams, and I think it's run by Jennifer. I want to say Hot. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but she's out of West Virginia. Um, I'm so well. I was supposed to go do a photo shoot with her this past month and then the virus happened so we had to postpone that mm-hmm. <laughs> but i am looking forward to uh, meeting with her um some of it some some models do like the promotional aspect of it or like the like the brand ambassador kind of like thing yeah one of the one of the cool things i i meeting i have met models recently and i think i've had i've had one i think i've had one on the show before i'm not i'm not sure um i think i've, I've done so many different conversations it's all like i said i I lose track of some of them but uh it's kind of like just blends together yeah when i when i did like for me like doing a podcast is one thing but then like you get asked to go to certain locations and do stuff because i i I, i've i work to the point where i can get my equipment anywhere i can i can podcast on the road and i can go do them in different locations um and and one of the cool things that i kind of i was always told with different models is doing like on-scene locations and not so much like um um, maybe someone's studio or at their house, um, you can go on scenes and do different things. And some of the stories just from that, I'm like, well, that's kind of fascinating. Like, um, oh, that's what it was. I, I actually interviewed a photographer who does his own magazine. I don't know why just that slipped my mind, but you should definitely check his stuff out. It's called Retro Lovely Magazine. He's out of Pottsville. And his he does two different styles. There, I have heard of it. His stuff is more like pinup, right? Yeah, he does like the pinup. Like it's like rock star pinup. Like girls can be f- covered in tattoos. They can like there. There's sometimes maybe some bondage a- aspects to it. Like it's it's very open. But it's mm-hmm. but he does all different sizes, styles, ages. Like some the the one magazine he did had like a pretty like a, an older woman. Um, but, it, but, it, you know, and the thing that he like, and I was even telling him, I was like, during our interview, I'm like, how does it like, cause obviously sometimes when people do that photography and you're a dude doing it, you can get quickly in that territory where you don't want to be considered like a creepy dude. You know what I mean? Like, but like, he's like, no, that's definitely mm-hmm. something that can happen. And you have to be really respectful when you have to go about it a certain way. Um, and I was like, yeah, definitely. 
but he does like these retro lovely balls. We went to one last year. Such a good time. Like it, all the everyone who was in the ma- magazine that year, who's been a past participant in the magazine, they all kind of they 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 rent the Ramada in Pottsville out, and they have this giant party, and it's a really really fun time. Like. Um, they had the craft craft beer there and like they did like burlesque shows and stuff it was such a blast like it was really really fun but uh you should definitely check out his magazines and and i don't know how he's still doing it with the the, the virus but you should definitely try to if, 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 if you're into that kind of stuff he does do different two different mo- two different magazines he does one where it's just like the pinup style and then he does one that's a little i guess he the, he says x-rated but it's not like not how i would say like it's not like hustler like you're not seeing really over the top gotcha yeah, okay it, yeah. it's more or less like topless it, like there is girls naked but it's nothing like <laughs> in your face i don't want to get too like in depth over the podcast because it's weird <laughs> no i get it <laughs> um and i don't want to be judged as a creepy guy <laughs> but yeah uh hey you don't even need no camera you're already creepy <laughs> yeah i'm 100 creepy that's just my humor though i i, I try to like uh sometimes make people uncomfortable because it, it, it humors me sometimes. That's just who you are as a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, how can I fucking make this fun? Um, I'm, I'm like a walking embodiment of a practical jokers, except I never back out of the prank. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so he, definitely check out his magazines. And there's another one that I, a friend of mine did that, that was really kind of cool too. But yeah, the, it's kind of different, going to different shoots and stuff. Like Michael would go to like these hotel rooms and they're like these retro style hotel rooms that you would like think would never be cool looking but they're like side of the road hotels or motels and you go in there and you're like these are freaking cool looking they do photo shoots on them and it's just like i i never would have it's kind of just like taking it's like photography and modeling it's just kind of taking a, a venue or mm-hmm. a location and being like seeing it in a different light being like oh i can use this you know what i mean like i, I think that's kind of a exactly really, it a is really cool thing. all about perspective yeah that's I I end up finding myself to do that more than I am looking at like the the people in the photo. Like I seen the pitter the picture you did, um, where it was like you and this dude on like a bed or something. But I was like looking out like these giant windows. I'm like that the way the light comes in and stuff. I was like whoever shot that that's a cool scene. Like that's a cool shot. Um, I went out and bought like a fancy dancy camera. And uh, you would think you know what I'm gonna get a camera. I'm gonna take pictures and they're gonna be awesome. And then you turn the camera on and you're like what is this all these settings i just want to point and shoot and uh, that's not how (laughs) these cameras work um they are fucking difficult to figure out how to use (laughs) like what the hell's an iso just fucking i'm taking pictures i'm like why do all my pictures like shit (laughs) like and then you flip it to auto mode and you're like Mm -hmm. this i got ripped off i don't think my camera's that good and then people like no dickhead there's like an art to it it's not if you want to take pictures and just you just don't know how to do it (laughs) yeah if you want to take pictures and just point and shoot do it with your iphone because that all the processing and all the computers will just make it your image look gorgeous and that's what the phone's designed to do and i i didn't know that when i went out and bought a 12 Fifteen hundred ish dollar camera, um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's like my new <laughs> my new thing. I'm trying to get with people who do use it professionally and try to learn some things. But it does work really well for shooting video. Um, so that kind of was beneficial at points and times. But yeah, it's there's there's definitely an art to it. It's it's cool. It's cool finding something out like that with modeling or photography and and learning. There's a whole another vast universe of knowledge and stuff where it's just. People think, mm-hmm. oh, it's so yeah, easy to just go and do it, but so, it's really not. Yeah. There's so much that really goes into it. Like, even just from, like, the model 
perspective, like you want to make sure you're comfortable with your photographer. First of all, you don't Mm -hmm. want to put yourself in any positions that you're not comfortable in because it's going to come through in your face. Like, especially for me, I'm a very um, expressive person, whether I want to be or not. Like if my mouth isn't saying it, my face definitely is. (laughs) (laughs) But even like just for some of the poses, like you got to, you got to (laughs) work. It's a lot of energy. (laughs) What was that? What, um, do you ever watch parks and recreation? That show Parks and Rec? No, I haven't. The one scene, the the girl, she's like, she's doing photos and the whole time he's like, and I don't know what to tell you, but you need to make your face better. <laughs> she, he's like, you're super hot, but every single time I push this button on the camera, <laughs> you are no longer hot. Do you need to work on that? And she's like, you're such a dick. And then he, she went back and looked at the photos. She goes, oh my God, I'm terrible at getting my picture taken. <laughs> like every photo, she's like, eh, uh, like making these, <laughs> these stupid faces. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely uh, see how that would be a thing. Every, um, is it hard? Does it like well, actually not hard, but like when it comes to doing modeling, do you have to do you, like? Is it kind of like you have to pay to be photographed, or how does that work? Um, it it really just depends on what you work out with your photographers. Um, I've done a couple of, like shootout events where there were a bunch of models and a bunch of photographers, and you kind of like went round robin, and everybody like put in like twenty bucks for that. Um, or I've done a lot of like, they call it TFP, which is time for photos. Like the photographer gives me their time or I give them my time and they give me the photos in return. Um, I, I obviously I would prefer to do paid shoots. I have done quite a few of those also. (laughs) Is it more like a a one-on-one session when you do it that round? So you're not like in a room with a hundred people like in lingerie, like, oh, this isn't weird. Right. Um, well, some of the, it really depends. Like some of the studios are only 18 plus and that's why, because women are walking around naked the whole time or in laundry the whole time. Um, but there are some events and some studios where they're like, um, you need to have a bathroom on cause there are going to be people everywhere. Um, if I'm doing a lingerie or like an implied, I try to keep it just me and the photographer just out of like respect mm-hmm. and obviously respect for myself. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely want to be comfortable. You don't want just, hey, I brought three of my friends today. Uh, they're going to hang out while you're walking around. You're like, no, I don't know that dude. <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. H- have you ever came across, like, well, have you ever ha- had a situation like that where you felt uncomfortable? Uh, I have to really, no, not that I can actually recall. Yeah. Um, usually the people that are around are very respectful, very, or they'll say like, Hey, uh, my boyfriend's out in the car. Is that okay? Can you wait in the waiting room? Like what's okay? What's not okay? Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything like super crazy where I felt like uncomfortable. There were a couple studios where I was at that, that felt kind of like, um, like clicky like i didn't feel like i fit in there but like yeah. that was just my own personal social anxiety kicking and it wasn't anything that anybody else was doing wrong yeah like for the most part all of the models and all the photographers that i've seen and worked with are very like down to earth like there's no average demographic like they are every age every size every color and they'll all say hi how you doing like they will talk to you about whatever you want to talk about yeah, that's awesome. I definitely that's kind of what I kind of got out of it. Just kind of hanging out with Michael and going to his party, and he had like a a private party before the party at his studio, and I just kind of seeing the studio and behind the scenes and like his room full of wardrobe and costume jewelry and all that really cool stuff. I was like, this is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, and each room of the building was like a different style, and I was like, this is super cool. Like, he does like um uh like photo 
seminars where I guess people can come in and learn how to use their cameras and stuff. So hopefully when this whole virus thing goes over, I can go and maybe do my own photo shoot and yeah, I was gonna say to you should camera. probably you should probably check one of them out. <laughs> yeah, well, the cool thing with him too is he when he shoots his style, which I I kind of dig his style where it's like it's not so much. Um, plugging your picture into Photoshop and Lightroom and hitting a button and getting your photo to look fantastic. Like he wants, for the most part, there's not much where you're going to do when you, when you, when he takes a photo of you, there's not much post editing. Like what you see in the camera is what hits. That's his kind of his philosophy is like what you see in the camera is what you should, what you should be getting. You, you shouldn't, you right. shouldn't just, I like that style. Yeah. Cause he, what he does is too, is when he, we talked about like, he'll, he'll shoot like, say like a couple hundred photos or a bunch of photos. And he, after your session's over, he says, well, here's my SD card. He transfers, he copies them over to a second SD card. And then he, you literally walk out of there that day with your SD card full of your photos. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So he's not like, I don't like this one list. He lets, cause he says what my eye thinks is a good photo and a good pose and a good face and a good expression may not be what you think is a good photo face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, it's open to that interpretation. Yeah. So, so he pretty much says, I snapped a thousand pictures. Here's, here's all a thousand <laughs> photos we did today. Uh, if you want some of them touched up, I can do it. But th- this is kind of, I, I, I try to do exactly what the can I, I don't, I don't let post editing be the, the, the end all be all of my photo shooting. Cause I, uh, I rely very heavily on my my photography skills on Lightroom. You hit that auto balance, and I'm like, holy crap, that looks like an actual legit passable <laughs> photo now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a cool it's a cool experience. I, I definitely had a good time uh, diving into that. Um, is there anything else you want to? Yeah, I definitely enjoy. Anything else you want to cover or talk about? Um. I don't, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? Oh, I can tell you a fun story about how when I first started modeling, actually. So sure. when I was 21, I actually did a photo shoot somewhere down in Harrisburg. And I, like, I'm I'm going to be 31 this year. So, like, I didn't do any. Oh. Sorry, Thanks. I lost you for one second. You, so, you said you were in Harrisburg and you just turned 31. I, You're good now. Well, I, I'll I be turning one, 31 yeah. in July. So... The first photo shoot that I ever did, I was 21 and I did it in Harrisburg. I don't even remember the photographer's name or the agency's name. But when it was all said and done, like I had said to me, basically, I weighed like 120 pounds at the time. And he was like, you need to lose about 10 more pounds and your smile is too toothy. Like you're never going to go anywhere in this industry. And so I didn't like really do anything with it until like last year. And I kind of like when I came back into the, I guess, industry, so to speak, I kind of like took it as like, a, you know what? You told me I wasn't going to get anywhere. And now I'm published. So like in your face you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like it was part of my motivation um what, what what were some of your favorite uh sets that you went to or took photos with like at a location um let me see um i'm trying to think of some of my favorites uh i've done a lot of like um boudoir kind of like in a bedroom set so that's that's always fun that's always that's always exhausting because those poses are really all about the angles mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's always so much fun um i've done a couple of outside shoots um i think my favorite one was actually in a it, the one photographer rented out a mansion in baltimore and there were it was like it was a, a gorgeous gorgeous building they had like different um, artifacts from like every culture. They had African artifacts, Egyptian artifacts. They had an old library with a little like Edgar Allan Poe cage in it. Oh, I wow. don't think that's actually what it's called, but that's what it made me think of, like the Raven thing. Yeah. 
but there were just like so many options. There was an older, like not older, like more rustic country kind of like style bedroom. And then there was like a, a more modern style bedroom. Like it was just so many options. Like you could have done so much with it. Mm-hmm. What, what style of photography are you more or less into or like doing? What do you mean by style? Like, like the lingerie, the Bordeaux style thing, like, or how you did like the the couple style photo. Like, like, is there a style that you enjoy doing, or a oh. type of, of modeling? Uh, no, I kind of I like to do a variety of things. I'm still kind of like trying to find my my niche, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So yeah, I like to do the variety. Yeah, awesome. Um, is there is there a goal you have, or like a kind of like a bucket list thing that you want to do when it comes to the modeling aspect of things? So my bucket list thing for that is very specifically to be on a cover of a magazine someday. Awesome. Well, I I, I think if you keep grinding and do what you're doing, I, I, it's very possible. Um, do you have do you have a magazine in mind that you that you really like that you would like to work for? Uh, no, no, I don't have a specific one in mind. Like it's, it's just kind of like, that's like my thing. Like I want to be on a cover. I just want to be able to say that I was on a cover. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be, uh, I guess that's like the big thing, right? Like if you're like ESPN, you want to be on the cover of ESPN one day, if you're an athlete or cover of Wheaties box, it's like the, the, the goal, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fun. Um, (laughs) I would definitely check out the, the, the retro lovely thing. Cause like I said, I think he does a fantastic job when it comes to uh the, the the photography and the models and the magazine is just really really nice like mm-hmm. it's not filled with ads and shit it's like you open it and you're right there you know what i mean it's like it just and the, the, the every photo is yeah. just stunning and the, like the, the, the way how everything's so colorful and vibrant it's just really really cool um yeah, definitely check that out yeah i'll definitely yeah. check that out i mean i was already on a movie poster so i guess that counts too right <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely i would i would say so um the only thing I ever did cool was I was on PA Live once, and I <laughs> and I got hated from from uh, what's his name. Um, you got hated on by PA Live. <laughs> yeah, well, not so much by PA Live, but by Mel Gibson didn't like me. Um, <laughs> but oh well, that's that's cool. I, I didn't lose sleep over it. It was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would I don't know if that would ever let me back, but it was a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what is what are the plan? We'll kind of end on the movie note a little bit here because I know we're gonna. I didn't want to go too too dive too much into because you you will be back. I don't want to ask you the same questions over and over. But what is what is the plan right now when it comes to the movie and and everything like that? Um, so we're working really hard, working with our um, oh my god, the general manager. I forgot what they were called. The general manager for the theater that we're gonna have the premiere at. Um, just kind of trying to keep in touch with him, make sure that everything is still a go. We did reschedule it like two or three times. Right now, the premiere is scheduled for July 18th at the Angela Triplex Theater in Coldale, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still selling tickets to it. As of now, we are still planning on having it. Um, a lot of it's going to really depend on like the CDC guidelines at that point in time. Um, it will be available on Amazon, I want to say, sometime in October, and we are planning on having it in a couple of different theaters come October as well. Nice. Is there, is there uh, to leave us on, on this note, unless there's anything else you want to get out there, um, is there a scene or a moment from the movie you had that you would like to talk about or that you had a fun experience with? 
Oh, the, the whole movie was fun, honestly. Like, I had a really good time. We got super lucky with the cast and crew that we had. Everybody was very passionate about it and very helpful. It was, like, our own little, like, mini family. Um, I guess my favorite, not so much a scene, but, like, my favorite, like, part of it was, um, so, <laughs> like, we talked about Scotty being accident-prone, right? Yeah. And so whenever we were doing a death scene, I, I kind of got to be like my little mantra where I would tell everybody, no real life deaths. And I'm pretty sure that Scotty has it on a t-shirt now. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> no excited life, about that. No real life deaths. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember in the group chat, everything a lot. Your, your no, your no real life deaths came usually after when people said, what can we bring when it comes to food and snacks? And, she, and you're like, nothing allergenic, like nothing peanuts, nothing, no real life deaths. I just oh, kept Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because one of our actresses had a very serious peanut allergy, and I was like, "No, no peanuts, no almonds, no nothing." <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, and I'm just, I'd be sitting there eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Like, oh, my bad, didn't know. I forgot. I forgot, guys. <laughs> um, were, yeah, there was one girl. Her kid had a peanut butter jelly sandwich that day, and she was like, "Oh my god, you need us to leave. Like, I'm, we're gonna go brush our teeth. We'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, who who do you think really shines in the movie? Like who do you think going into it, when when you w- went back and watched it, really think stole the show, or you think was a a high point in the movie that people you think are, are gonna definitely uh, fall in love with or hate? Okay. okay, so confession, I I haven't actually watched it yet. Oh, you haven't seen the final <laughs> thing yet? Um, but I no, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I I work so much. I haven't gotten the time to actually sit down and watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at the premiere watching it with all of you for the first time, like it's actually my first time too. Yeah. Um, but I think that Tyler, he played Ben. I think he really took his role and he really shined with it and he Mm -hmm. really rocked it out. And like Benji and Tyler's portrayal of Benji was probably one of my favorites. Brett, um, he played the villain. He also absolutely killed it. Well, obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) no plan words I didn't plan on happening. Yeah, but he did a fantastic job. He had great ideas and he kept everybody motivated. Like it was a really good time to work with both of them. Yeah. When when Scotty showed me uh, Benji and and I got to meet him at Skookstock, I was like, I I was I was happy with the selection because behind the scenes that was initially that was initially me and then uh I, then the, the movie kind of fell apart and then i started this podcast so then i couldn't really be in, involved as much as i i, I would want to be but uh when i met him i was like yeah man you're you're gonna definitely do this justice you have that smart ass funny personality <laughs> you'll you'll do just fine <laughs> yes yeah because i so think when what- he auditioned he actually came to the audition day and um, he or he originally auditioned for a different role, mm-hmm. but he had kind of like mentioned it like when we were talking to him and, I, and we were both like, you know what, why don't you just do a little audition for both of them? Mm-hmm. And like when we were watching him, like my brain was screaming, he needs to be veggie, he needs to be veggie, he needs to be veggie. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I, definitely meeting him. I was like, all right, he definitely has that personality because I think even when Scotty said he was writing it, he was like. And he first met me. He's like, "Dude, you're definitely you. You're you fit the bill of that character." And I and I read. It, I was like, "I I can definitely see that." And I, I'll definitely improvise <laughs> a little bit and make it my own. And I, I feel like he did the exact same thing. So I'm excited to see his portrayal of that character. Um, yeah, it's fun. I just <laughs> I can't wait for like the premiere and like actually sitting down and doing more of the interviews with Scotty, and we can we can talk more about just some of the behind the scenes stuff that this movie originally was supposed to be. It's uh it's it's a it's a fun conversation all on its own. <laughs> 
That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll just I'll just leave one plug, and you'll definitely know what I'm talking about because you were definitely in the yard that day. The spandex one suit, the one piece suit that he wanted the killer to wear. Oh my god. I was like, bro, stop it. Stop it right now. Like, just because he wears a clown mask doesn't mean you have to go full born, full blown, like, clown. Like, what are you doing? He's like, like, he's going to look like it walking around. Like, like, (laughs) but that one piece light tech suit. Yeah. I was like, I was like, boy, Ben, you're going to be really, uh, because Ben was supposed to be the original relic. And I love Ben to death. And he works with me on the podcast. Yeah, Ben was the original. But I remember I looked at Ben. I was like, Ben, you're going to be the worst looking killer of all time he goes well i'm like you're so tiny like you're muscular but you're a tiny dude like you're not gonna be imposing and he's like that's fucked up bro i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i've i've known ben since elementary school and i love that dude to death but like he's not scary no he's weird i love but uh, that's what i like about ben he's weird but he's uh he's definitely not scary i and i even said i'm like dude if, if we were in a situation and me being benji the the comic relief and you rolled in I'm tackling you. Like, I'm taking my chances. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, Brett, he's a lot bigger of a dude, taller, <laughs> the long hair, the big beard. Um, yeah. And I even told Brett, too, I said, yo, I think one of the things that definitely I was excited about seeing you with the with the mask on is I remember, like, as a joke when they first bought the mask, um, that I think I sent him the photo of the mask. And I was like, dude, this mask would be perfect, and you could, you could toy with it more. And uh, I put the mask on, and at the time, I had a very long beard. Like, not a very long beard, but it was a longer beard, and I had very long hair. And I just kind of put my hair over the mask, and I remember everyone just kind of looking at it like, oh, my God, that'd be a cool look for the character. And then retrospectively, almost two years later, Brett yeah. has the long hair over the mask. So I was like, man, that's awesome. I, I, I can't wait to see it like fully in production. Cause yeah, you manifested that it came to life. It yeah. Came to life. Yeah. And I, I remember Ben practicing his laugh and I was like, bro, I love you to death. We got to find a new killer. <laughs> and that was my friend. I was like, no, yeah. man, I love the you. Laugh. <laughs> the laugh was like the biggest thing. Like when Brett did his out audition day, like we were like sold. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pumped, man. I can't wait to see it, and uh, I can't wait for all you guys to see it too. Uh, they put a lot of hard work into it, and uh, I really appreciate you calling in. Um, if you ever definitely have anything else going on, or you want to come uh, call in and talk about, I'm always down. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here. Did you have a good time? I did. I will definitely have to do it again. Um, but I do want to drop one more thing before we absolutely. hang up. Um, so the cast and crew of Gravestone Films, we are doing this Doubtfire Challenge thing. Um, I, I know you said this probably won't air until August, but we'd like to keep this going as, as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gravestone cast and crew, we're going to be going live or posting videos, how, whatever works for them. Um, so the Doubtfire Challenge is basically in memory of Robin Williams, who suffered from depression before committing suicide and i know a lot of people took it really hard yeah and i know a lot of people are taking this whole quarantine self-isolation really hard as well so we're gonna provide a little bit of comic relief by smashing a pie in our face because that's what he did when he played mrs doubtfire and when he, when he couldn't um, put his we're mask going on to <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and we're just kind of like like i said providing a little bit of comic relief a little bit of escape from reality so to speak and we also want to make it known that if anybody does need any kind of like help or a resource, please reach out. Like we don't want, we're glad you're here and we want you to stay here. hundred percent. And we want to ask our fans and family to participate in the challenge and get it out to as many people as well. 
Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of Robin Williams, and and uh, one of the quotes he said before he passed away was um, sometimes the guy who was in the room trying to make everyone laugh or being being the funniest one is the one who's struggling the most inside. And boy, did that relate. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Robin's pulling my card. And then uh, a couple years later, he he did right. take his own life. And it's like, man, if if he if he's depressed and sad, it 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 it, it opened up a lot of eyes to people. Um, so def- definitely is is uh, suicide prevention is definitely something I'm very very um, a proponent for because it, it it is it is terrible and it sucks. And I'm also on board of the the side where I I think if you do it, you're not being selfish. I hate when people kind of throw that in people's faces, especially when someone does suffer from like suicidal ideology or suicidal thoughts or just that deep of depression. That's like the worst thing you could tell somebody is you're selfish if you do it because listen it at that point in time um being someone who's kind of walked that path that that's the last thing they're thinking about in their mind <laughs> it's the truth though it really is it's you're yeah just, that's, you're that's adding, the worst thing you could say to them that's yeah, not their mindset at all yeah and you're just adding more anxiety and 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 thoughts in their brain that make it not as good so um yeah that's really cool that you guys are doing that challenge I, I look forward to seeing it um one last thing remember scotty wanted to do the whole cast and crew doing um backstreets back or thriller dance video oh my god yes i like scotty i'm I'm not i'm not a good dancer but i'm definitely not dancing next to you (laughs) you're gonna give someone a concussion (laughs) do you you ever watch the office i have seen a couple episodes i'm not a hardcore fan so you need to watch the episode where they do a boat like a boat a boat trip or whatever and michael tries to liven up the party by dancing in the boat when you watch that scene, his dance moves are one thousand percent Scotty McCoy dance moves. Like my that that is like you have to, you have to check. Even if you just look at the scene on YouTube, it's like dance. Michael Scott dances on boat. It's 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 eerily scary. Um, <laughs> I've, and I've seen da- I think I've seen Scotty dance more than anyone I've ever seen dance in my entire life. Um, and I've watched a lot the of Michael. Same, like, and I've like watched all a of lot his of Facebook videos. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Michael Jackson. Um, and uh, I've seen his nipples more than I think I've my own wife's, um, which is crazy because we've been together 13 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely go check out um, Gravestone, uh, it's Gravestone Productions, correct? I always mess that up. I think uh, I think it's Gravestone Films. I'll send you the link so that um, neither yeah. of us can be blamed for not knowing what actually <laughs> <called>. <laughs> I don't remember my own stuff and I do five different shows. But yeah, check out the links below. Go follow everything if you want to. If you want to be a pro romancer, you need to have a pure romance party. I'm telling you, that's a great tagline. You should that, that's good. put it on a business card. Um, I'm totally stealing it. Totally <laughs> stealing it. <laughs> um, you can buy all the lube and prank all your friends and change the hand sanitizers out. Um, like I said, there's so many so many positive <laughs> things you've learned from this episode. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much again, Amanda, for doing it. Um, definitely look forward to having you back on again. Hopefully, we could do it in person um, when we when we sit back down in in. Uh, September when I have oh, you, hopefully you, fingers you crossed because yeah. I need I need some peopling in my life yeah we, we can and we have like I'm not opposed to have you know if you're a beer or wine drinker we can we can have a we could have a few during the show it'll be a good time yes absolutely I'd love to try some of those craft beers that you guys have been talking about so I, I have a bunch of them so if you're if you're a beer drinker I'll have some on deck for you all righty Well, that'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) So that'll wrap it up for interviews with everyday people. We'll see you guys next time.
without medication. Can't let my thoughts run wild while I still think I got one. And I care too much about my reputation. And I'm tired of sleeping on this floor. Yeah, I'm tired of sleeping on this floor.